Well, good morning and a really warm welcome to St Paul's Church Online. My name's Adam, I'm one of the curates at St Paul's. You're really welcome with us. I know we've got people joining us from China, from New Zealand, all over the world. You're really welcome with us whether you're abroad or whether you're just down the road here in Leamington, wherever you are. We really hope you're able to enjoy worshipping with us, drawing near to God in prayer and hearing from his word. In a moment, I'm going to hand over to Rob, who will lead us in our sung worship today. But before I do that, let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you so much for the gift of technology. We thank you that we can join together even though we are apart. And we hold to the promise that when we gather together in your name, you are with us. Help us to know your power, your presence at work in us and through us this morning. And would you speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together. Stop the Lord, oh. 
this morning, I will be reading from Acts 1, verse 1 to 11. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. Thank you so much to Lizzie there for our reading. We're actually going to look at this passage for the next couple of weeks together at our online church services. And today I'd like to focus just on three verses from verse six. Let me read them to you again. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The disciples here have this really big question they want to know from the Lord. Is this the time when his kingdom rule and reign is going to come onto the earth? I wonder if Jesus was sat in your living room or wherever it is you're watching this from right now, what question would you ask him? It might be that you ask him the same question. Is this the time, Lord, when you're going to return your kingdom rule and reign to the earth? It might be that you want to ask about this coronavirus. Why is it here? When will it be over? When will we be able to go back to life as it was before? It may be that you've got other big questions that you're grappling with at the moment. I'd love just to give you 30 seconds to either share that with someone that you're with at the moment or just to think over for yourself. What big questions would you ask the Lord if he was stood in your presence right now? I'd love to know what some of the questions were that you had there. Maybe you could pop them in the comments section on Facebook or YouTube and we can uh, think about those things together as well. There's two things I think that are really clear from this passage when the disciples ask their question. The first is that we're not always meant to know exactly what's going to happen next or exactly why things are happening. 
Jesus says at the beginning of his reply, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And this reminded me of some similar verses in Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As I say, sometimes we're just not meant to know the answer to some of the bigger questions, the reasons, the questions as to why things happen. But then that set me wondering, why? Why can't we know the answer to some of these big questions? Why can't we know exactly what's going to happen next all of the time? And then I thought, if I knew that, if I knew exactly why things happen the way they do, exactly what's going to happen next, then my relationship of trust with God would be very limited indeed. I wouldn't need to trust him because I would know. I would know this was going to happen, I would know that was going to happen. By not knowing, we have to trust God. At this moment in time, we don't exactly know what's going to happen next. And we're having to trust each other, we're having to trust our government and those who rule over us. More than anything else, we have to trust God, that he knows what he's doing and that he will bring goodness out of this season. The second thing that's really clear from Jesus's response here is that even in those seasons when we don't know what's happening, we still have a job to do. He says in the passage, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is calling us to be witnesses to him. Now that we could do that in so many different ways. Maybe we could do that by sharing the video that Jonathan shared last week with our family and friends. Maybe we could uh, speak to a neighbour, obviously at a safe distance, or speak to somebody on the phone or by text about our faith. Earlier this week, we sent out a poster that maybe you want to colour in that says, Jesus is Lord. Maybe you could put that in your window. And then as people are walking around looking at the rainbows, which are so fantastic to see, they'll also know that you are witnessing to the fact that Jesus is Lord. I'd love to just give you another 30 seconds just to chat to the people in your household or to think to yourself, what could you do this week in response to God's call to witness to the people in our area? Fantastic. I'd love to read some of the ways in which you plan to witness to your friends or neighbours over the coming days or weeks. Maybe you could pop your ideas in the comment section on Facebook or on YouTube and we can all share them together. Uh, there's one more way in which Jesus responds to this question from the disciples and we find it in verse 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And Jesus is talking here about Pentecost, which we'll be thinking about in a couple of weeks time. But today we live in the light of Pentecost and we can pray that God will send his Holy Spirit to help us when we've got big questions or when we need to trust him more and to help us when we want to witness to our friends or our neighbours. And so I'd love to finish today by praying that God will fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he came so that we might have life in you. And Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit 
that you sent out on that Pentecost day. Thank you that that Holy Spirit is at work in us and through us today. And we pray that you would pour out your Spirit afresh to us, that we would know you at work in us and through us, that on days when we need to trust you more, on days when we have big questions that we don't know the answers to, or on days when we need to witness to our faith, that you would strengthen us with power from on high, and that we would know you walking with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In a moment, I'm going to hand over to Rob to lead our all-age song. And it's a new song this week called King of Me by Ren Collective. Because it's a new song, we're not going to do an action video because uh, we'd love to focus on the words a little. But if you wanted to do the action, there's a refrain that comes up quite regularly, which is my God's the King of Me. And the sign language for that is fairly simple. It's my God is the King of Me. Let's do that again. My God is the King of Me. Let's sing together. Deep. 
fantastic. I hope you enjoyed that song. I really love it. I promise next time we sing it, we'll have some actions as well. Maybe you'd like to come up with some and send them in to us. I'm going to hand over to Richard and Catherine Weston now to just give us an update on their work. Richard and Catherine are some of our mission partners based in Oxford, working with churches and agencies as they seek to outreach to international students. So let's watch that together. Hello, Levington. Greetings from Oxford, where we want to give you a very big thank you for more than 30 years of partnership with us. We know some of you were praying for our safe return from Australia. Thank you. Uh, we made it and we're safe and well at home. So what were we doing in Australia? Well, it was part of a period of sabbatical leave. And while we were there, we were able to observe some really very good cross-cultural training of missionaries, which has given us a number of ideas to think about for the future. We also met with some church leaders and picked their brains about um, what it's like and how to go about leading a multi-ethnic church. Before the Australia trip, Catherine had just completed her handbook for churches, which was launched by Friends International in January. She's written the book that we wished we'd had when we started out 35 years ago. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, all the copies are stuck in boxes in the Friends International office, not going anywhere. And all the conferences where they might have been sold have been cancelled. So you could pray that eventually they do get into the right hands and, uh, and of, of use. So what's life been for us under lockdown? Uh, well, we're sharing our home uh, with a, a Moya family from South Africa. Uh, and let me introduce them to you through this photograph. We've got Arthur, who's completing a PhD from the University of Oxford and his wife from Bali, who worked for our church uh, last year. That was before she became a mum, full-time looking after CISO, who of course is really the one in charge. There are a number of things that because of lockdown we've not been able to do in our sabbatical period, but Richard's found a useful task of reorganising the library. Would you like to show? <laughs> our books are essential tools for us, so it really helps to know where to find them. Despite the current restrictions, Catherine was able to deliver some uh, homemade cake to our dear Muslim friend, Miriam. Uh, we do hope that she and her husband will enjoy this when they break their fast each evening during Ramadan. Uh, Miriam treats us a bit like surrogate parents and trusts us with many things. And we keep praying uh, that the Lord would reveal himself to her and her new husband. Um, so that's it from us, really. I hope that gives you a little flavour of what we've been up to and what life's like at the moment. In the meantime, we send warm greetings and trust that um, St Paul's will continue to shine a light for Jesus in Leamington. Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Let's pray for them. Lord God, we thank you so much for Richard and Catherine and for the work that they do with international students. We thank you for their safe return from Australia and for the things they've learned there. We pray, Lord, for wisdom for those responsible for this book, uh, that they will get into the right hands quickly. And we pray for Miriam, their neighbour particularly, and for them as they continue to do their work, that you would draw near to them and that you would strengthen and empower them. Help them to know your power and your presence at work in their lives, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm now going to hand over to Kate and our youth team to lead us in our all-age prayers. 
Okay, good morning, St. Paul's. It's great to be here with you this morning to do the prayers. Um, you may have noticed I have a little bit of company. So Lizzie and I were asked to lead the prayers this morning. We thought, what better way to lead prayers than to invite some of our young people along. So we have a selection of older youth who have all volunteered to do this. We're very grateful to you. Thank you. Um, we are going to play a game this morning. Um, the game we're going to play is a game that we love playing. Well, I love playing. I don't know if you guys love playing it. Do you love playing yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, they do. Great. Um, so the game we're going to play is called Bring Me A, although we do tend to change the name for every time we play. But the idea is that Lizzie or I are going to give you an object that you have to run off around your house to find and then bring it back and we'll see who brings back the object first or the most exciting type of the object um, and then that's going to help us in our prayers so we're going to do three prayers this morning based on objects found around the home so the first prayer is a prayer of thanks so i would love you guys and you guys at home if you'd like to join in to run off and find something that you are thankful for go um. <laughs> Yasmin, Yasmin's got nothing. No, I've just got stuff here. Oh wow, that is that is good preparation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. Who's going to be last? Slightly oh, I stubbed my yes, toe. <laughs> oh yes, Hannah. <laughs> um, right, why don't we quickly go round and say the things that we are thankful for. I'll start, it's empty now, but it did have coffee in it. I'm very thankful for coffee at this time. Uh, Kat, you're next on my screen. I'm very thankful for just jewellery because it has nice memories with it. Oh, great, thank you. Yasmin, <laughs> who didn't um, move off her bed, well done. <laughs> but like, my phone and stuff, keeping contact with people. Definitely so important. Eloise? Um, I've got my paint palette and my paintbrushes. Oh, you are. Nice. Yeah, you're very creative. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Ruth? I've got a book because I've been reading a lot over lockdown, so very thankful for that. Of course, you have. Has it got red pages? Yes, it has. That is a cool book. <laughs> yeah. um, Annabelle has brought the outdoors indoors. What have you got? I've got some flowers. I guess represents nature. Like, yeah. I think we're all very grateful for walks and being outside, definitely. Yeah. Joe, what have you got? I've got a pillow because I like my sleep. Oh, same. <laughs> yes, very thankful for sleep. Great one. Hannah? Chocolate biscuits. That's about what I'm eating at the moment. We've had, we had four packets of digestives in like five days. Oh, wow. That is some good going. Well yeah. done. <laughs> um, Dan, what about you? Uh, my Xbox. Of course. Keeping me busy. Is and it it's keeping now? me... No. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but it's keeping me occupied and keeping me in touch with people. So. Great. Great. So. Cool. Well, I'm going to say... Oh, Lizzie, did you have anything? No, I didn't think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I'm going to say a thank you to God for all those things. And um, if at home you've got stuff, then why don't you um, yeah, share those things with other people um, or talk to them about them later on. So, yeah, let's pray. Father, we do say thank you so much for all the good things we have at this time. Thank you for the things that we've named um, amongst us this morning and those things people are thinking about at home. God, we thank you that you are a God of blessings and we thank you for all these good gifts that you've given us. Amen. 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 Hey, Lizzie, you're going. 
<clears throat> okay, so this, um, yeah, so bring me some soap. <laughs> I'm a winner. <laughs> it's almost like I knew what the prayer oh, yeah. was for. <laughs> yes, well done. Kat and Annabelle, that was very quick. No bookcases have been broken. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, okay. I feel I need to explain. Oh, look, Yasmin and Joe, you are matching. Well yeah. done. Um, other soaps are available. No product placement on these prayers. Um, I feel like I should just explain. So Hannah and Dan live in the same house. When they were told to look for something a little while ago, which was toothpaste, they fought oh, over it and broke a bookshelf. So we I'm sort of ran out of our rooms at the same time. We sort of just went like that into the bookcase. So. I'm really glad no bookshelves yeah. were broken this morning. So thank Not you. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Okay, Lizzie. Great. So the reason I got you to bring some soap is because we're going to pray a sorry prayer and Jesus makes us clean with his forgiveness. Um, so it's kind of like a symbol of that. So let's pray. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we haven't acted in love. We're sorry for the times when we've acted selfishly. Thank you for making us clean and forgiving us. Amen. Amen. Okay, our third and final prayer um, is a please prayer. Um, and so we're going to focus particularly on um, kind of other places, not just on uh, this place that we're living, um, but we're going to focus on other places around the world. So can you find some kind of map or globe? Oh, Yes, Lizzie. See, I knew we had them close by. Oh, Joe, look at that. That's incredible. London Underground. London Underground is fine. That's a map. Eloise, is that some kind of... Oh, Paris. Nice. Kat, what you got? Italy. Italy. Nice. Okay, so I've got... <laughs> oh, the Narnia map. Narnia, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yes, Dan. Stress well ball. Done. A stress ball of the world. That's incredible. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hannah, I love that you've got Narnia. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I got the Narnia. The Atlas is gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the Atlas Joe, is downstairs. This is the border of France and Switzerland. Oh, that, is, 3D. that is nice 3D. Annabelle has no map. It's <laughs> globe, but it's in the you Just use your phone. You've got Google Maps. Okay. We'll take your blow-up globe that's in the loft. We won't ask you to go and get it. <laughs> in the loft. In the loft. Um, okay, we are going to um, have chance now to say um, a please prayer um, for places around the world. Um, we heard earlier in a video from our mission partners, um, Richard and Catherine Weston, um, who were asking us to um, pray particularly for Muslims during Ramadan. So we're going to um, pray for, the, for those people. Um, and also perhaps there's um, people you know who live in other countries or people that you are thinking about who are living in different places at this time. So why don't you, um, you guys on the screen and people at home, if there's someone particular you know in a different country or who perhaps even just lives far away from you that you can't see at the moment, why don't we pray for them? And we're going to say a please prayer for them now. Father, um, we do thank you that you have made us a beautiful world. Uh, Lord, we are so sad that there's people that we can't see at the moment and we lift them up to you. 
and we'll do pray for other na nations and other countries in the world um, where different things are going on, different reactions to this virus are going on. And Lord, we just pray for your um, peace and your calm and your power to reign in these places. And Lord, we pray for our mission partners and all the news that they shared with us. And Lord, we pray that you would be with them and our other mission partners around the world too. So Lord, yeah, would you bring your peace? Would you bring your strength to um, our whole world? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we are going to end now by um, saying the Lord's Prayer together. Lizzie's going to say it. We're all either going to um, say it or join in with the actions. Um, if you know the actions at home and would like to join in with us, then please do that too. Yeah, let's go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been really lovely praying with you guys on screen this morning. It's been really lovely praying with everyone at home. Um, we hope you have a lovely day. And it's now back to Rob, who's going to lead us in some more worship. Bye. Bye.
There is no one like 
there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your love and lead me in your love to those who Good morning, everybody. Thank you to Rob for leading our worship this morning and to Adam and Katie and Lizzie and everybody else who's taken part in our service so far. As Adam said, we're taking two weeks to look at the significance of the ascension of Jesus ascending to the right hand of the Father. Ascension Day itself is coming up on Thursday, Thursday the 21st. Uh, being midweek, Ascension Day can often get lost uh, in the busyness of normal life and as we head for Pentecost. But Ascension Day itself is very significant to us at St Paul's Church. The foundation stone to our church building was laid on Ascension Day 1873. And remarkably, the first service was held in St Paul's Church just one year later on Ascension Day 1874. So Ascension Day is kind of our anniversary and our birthday and we're only a very few years away from our 150th anniversary. Uh, but that's to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Adam helped us to think earlier about asking God to fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit so we can get better at pointing others to Jesus. Next week we'll think about how uh, Jesus has promised to come back again and how we live in the light of that. I wonder if you've ever asked yourself what Jesus is doing now between the time of his ascension and his return. Well, he is still doing many things all around the world. But one thing we often forget that he's doing is this. Jesus is praying for us. He's praying for me. He's praying for you. Uh, the New Testament uses the word interceding. He's asking the Father to bless us. Uh, let's look at a couple of examples of that uh, in the New Testament. First of all, Romans 8, the end of that great chapter from verse 31. Paul writes, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. God is for us, as we were thinking last week. In the wonderful words of that song, the UK blessing, God is for you. Jesus has died for you. He's risen again. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. 
Uh, and here's another example from Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father. He is for you and interceding for you. He's paid the price for all our sins when he died on the cross. And he wants us to know not only that we are forgiven, but we're adopted into God's family. Uh, he wants to pour out more of his Holy Spirit into our lives and to strengthen us. Do you know what it is to be struggling, to be weak? Jesus knows that. He's been human. Think of that experience he had in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he died. He knows what it is to agonise. He knows what it is to be let down by those around him. He knows what it is when the answer to the prayer he wants is no, not my will, but yours, he said to the Father. And Jesus is praying for you and he knows about the situations you are facing. As we sang in that All Age song earlier, God has helped his people in past years to face the giants, to face the lions and the creatures of the deep. And he will help you to face what you are facing this day. In this strange time of the coronavirus, uh, if you're heading back to work, what will that mean? Uh, how is it right for your children to go back to school yet? Or how will it work if you're a teacher uh, and all these children are in? How does social distancing work? Uh, how will it be if you've been isolating because of underlying health conditions? Uh, should you stay isolated? All these questions we have, bring them to God the Father through Jesus who is praying for you. If you've been around at St Paul's any length of time, you may have heard me tell this story, but I always find it helpful and there's no harm telling good stories again. This story comes from the time when Abraham Lincoln was president of the United States. The American Civil War was going on and there was a soldier who needed exemption from the army to care for his elderly sick parents. No one else could do it, no one else was around uh, and he needed permission to leave the army and he was denied at every step of the way. And the last resort to him was to go to the president and be released by him. So he went up to the White House but was denied access. And he sat on a bench outside the White House with his head in his hands, not knowing what to do or where to turn. And a young boy aged about nine or 10 came and sat next to him and said, what's the matter soldier? And the soldier told him that he needed to see the president to be released from the army so he could care for his elderly parents. And the boy said, come with me. And he took the soldier by the arm, walked past the armed guard who saluted him, right into the White House, right into the Oval Office where his father, the president, sat at his desk. And Abraham Lincoln looked at his son and said, hello, Todd, what's the matter? And the son said, dad, this soldier needs to talk to you. I love that example of the soldier who couldn't have access to the president on his own, getting access through the president's son. Now you and I are united with Jesus Christ. If you've bowed the knee to him as your Lord, you're forgiven, you are united with him. And Jesus gives us access to the Father. And you might like to imagine as you're praying, Jesus taking you by the arm into the throne room of God the Father. 
Father, this, my friend, needs to talk with you. I want to encourage you as you pray for yourself and for others, for our nation and our world at this time, uh, to look up to Jesus at the right hand of the Father, who's interceding for you, who gives us access to God. He taught us to pray to God the Father, and we pray in his name. Uh, praying in Jesus' name isn't just a convenient way to bring our prayers to an end, where we say through Jesus Christ our Lord, so everybody knows when to join in the Amen at the end of a prayer. We pray in Jesus' name means we're united with him. It's his access to the Father that we share, and he brings us to God the Father. So we can pray with confidence. Let me just finish with uh, a few more verses from Hebrews. This is Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let's do that now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have access to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you that because he died on the cross for our sins, we are forgiven. Help us to know that deep within. We thank you that Jesus understands what it is to be human with all the different pressures we face. And we thank you that he is pouring out his Holy Spirit into our lives. So we pray, Heavenly Father, pour out your Holy Spirit on us now, that we may be able to live lives that please you and point others to you and serve those around us uh, with your love. And we pray to pour out your spirit on our nation at this time as we take tentative steps out of the lockdown. But more than that, work in people's lives and draw people back to you. May there be a new openness to you. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
As we close, receive this blessing from God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and shine through you this day and forevermore. Amen. Just one or two things to say as we close our service. Um, we're about to have coffee by Zoom. If you'd like to make a coffee and join us, the link to the Zoom is in Jan's email from Friday and I hope you'll be able to join us for that. Uh, and we'll put people into groups of four so you can meet and have a chat together and meet some people or chat to some people you wouldn't normally see. Then Thursday, as I said earlier, is Ascension Day and that marks the start of 10 days of prayer till uh, the day of Pentecost. Adam has sent an email out with all sorts of different ways we can pray together. Uh, morning prayer each day, some different things in different evenings. Do please see that for how we can pray creatively and in different ways together over the next 10 days. Uh, and finally, a word for any of you who are exploring the Christian faith. If you'd like to find out more about what it means to be a Christian, uh, then do drop me an email. The address will come up uh, right at the end of this service. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.